Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Flower, back with another East Tennessee Fishing Report with Ellis Ward. How you doing, Ellis? I am doing well, Marv. How are you? Uh, I'm just trying to stay cool. You know, I looked at the weather and I mean, damn, it's 20 degrees cooler where you are than where I am just four hours away. Yeah, it's it's been nice. Um, there are some asterisks around that, but it is it's better than the the mid to upper 90s so kind of some you know typical summer on the freestones is low and clear blown out and we thankfully have a little bit of insulation with the the tailwaters our freestones have have been going through that process um, which is kind of nice for the fall we've been getting a good amount of rain both locally and then through all the feeders up in Virginia and North Carolina um, coming with some decent cloud cover and, and those lower temperatures. So not too many complaints from me. Yeah. Did you guys get hit with all that water that kind of ripped through the Tennessee side of uh, the Smokies? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's been, it's been about a week of kind of torrential, you know, the, the two or three different days. Um, you certainly one wouldn't have wanted to have been on the water. And I actually had one day where a few people who know that I'm going to be out and about when, when there's inclement weather had, <laughs> had checked in with me that you can read into that however you'd like. Um, just because it ended up being real bad. One of them was uh, a touchdown of a tornado nearby. So, um, you know, I, I always like that stuff and like the like the precipitation. There was, and I think, some flooding damage and, of course, some other property stuff. Um, so don't want to be too lighthearted about that. But for the purposes of this podcast and and my fishing it is it's certainly not a bad thing especially after um you know six six to eight weeks of just real dry weather and real low water yeah so does that mean you're getting a little bit better generation on the south holston yeah the holston's had a few days they're they're pretty quick just because of the the different constraints they have above and below they're pretty quick to you know if you look at the schedule and there's a storm coming or forecasted rain of an inch and this was a couple weeks ago maybe just last week we were supposed to get three quarters of an inch in a day and it's we're right on the edge of a, a high ridge between here and the state line in north carolina about 20 minutes away and it, things just miss us or or it hits us without warning and that's just the nature of being that close to a one of the highest regional peaks and the south Holston's is just pretty quick to have you know we're going to be generating i say we in the south Holston, but the tva will be forecasting full generation for a day or two and you can be looking on that the day before and you know either that night or the next morning if it's going to miss us 
they're going right back to the 165, which is which is all low water and then a couple, you know, a handful of hour-long pulses. So it's still, you know, not enough, not enough water or not a surplus of water on the South Holston. And Watauga's sort of the same thing, you know, we're it's really just that one to five in the afternoon and and even after these storms they've you know they're they're going so or sorry so the the one to six they're they're going 12 to six um it looks like in the next few days they're going to be increasing that a little more to extend into the morning but um yeah kind kind of still just working with working with lean water here uh, got it. And so how does that translate to what you're seeing on the fishing side? It really is dependent on, especially with what we're looking at with the, the bursts and the, um, the influence of the tributaries. And that word is, definitely air quoted for the South Holston. It's one of the primary differences between the South Holston and the Watauga is the influence of the Doe River on the Watauga. The Doe River is a, a freestone. It's it's a trout and smallmouth river and um it's got a lot of good and there's a couple other larger creeks that feed it that have a lot of good insects, big stone flies. Um you know, you, you'll find uh, yellow sallies on on the Watauga in the lower section. There's um, there's big. I mean, the the girdle bug is super effective for a reason, though. You can catch fish on the upper South Holston with those things, but um, even the little creek at the top, the tippy top, right by the weir of the South Holston, that that'll be, I'm guessing, five to ten cfs. It was probably 200 to 300, and it it colors up the whole river. For me, it's great for one purpose, and, and really it's for streamer fishing. Um, you, you really don't see as many bugs fishing dries, which it, it's a double-edged sword, right, because the, the streamer fishing can be great, also, it it can be tough, and it can still require both both work uh, physically, and then just you know the, the execution on a per cast basis. But um, throughout that process, and throughout a day of fishing, to to only streamer fish and and to only use that as your tool for the day, it it can just be a lot. And when you don't have bugs going, it can it can just make it tough. So I, I've been doing a lot of the the kind of 50-50, you know, three, four hours fishing streamers and um four or five plus hours fishing mice and, and so going up to some of the upper sections and, and fishing low water and kind of just exploring all of the the different options I've I've come to enjoy and you know communicating that with anglers up front and going over the game plan and and also you know fishing fishing low muddy water it's an opportunity to get 
flies in front of faces that you'd otherwise not be able to get to. And with that muddy water, they're, you know, the, the big fish aren't as spooky. And, and so it's in a way it can be harder to, to get some engagement from the fish because you, you do have to have them seen it, but, but there's a, a pretty wide and, um, easily, easily found happy medium. It's, you can make it easy just by saying, can I see my fly at all? If yes, then let's fish. Um, once it starts clearing up, it's, it kind of starts going back to the, um, brown trout acting like spooky brown trout. But, um, yeah, there, there's, there's opportunity for, for all of it. And you just have to, you have to make the most out of the conditions that you're given. And um, thankfully our rivers are happy and healthy enough to, to make something possible whenever you are out there. Um, if, if you're out there long enough and if you're open to exploring different options. Yeah, got it. And speaking of brown trout, got a question for you from Tom and it's a little bit early, but we're going to be here before it's going to be here before you know it. He just wanted to know, you know, when do you expect to see the Browns start to move to their spawning areas? Yeah. Uh, I would say things start happening. Um, I mean, it really specific to the movement to spawning areas. I, I'm going to say mid November to to late November I, I think it, a I get asked somewhat frequently when talking with people who are coming in September or October about whether or not that's an okay time now for anglers who are coming here to streamer fish or to mouse um, I, I get somewhat less concerned just because who and what we are targeting are, are, are not fish that are actively spawning um, and, and where we are targeting. So not fishing the middle of the river. I'll say that a couple more times in the next few months, but um, that I think free stones and out West and, and higher um, latitudes you start getting activity in the late September, October range. And these tailwaters, you just don't see that type of activity until November ish. Now I, I did say things start to change. The lake below starts dropping. The rivers start to shift a little bit. Fish do start moving, but that, that spawning activity movement um, is probably Late November, I would say at the earliest, and um, you know you start seeing reds in that period of time in, in early December. But the, the rivers do start to change a little bit earlier than that, um, sort of mid to late October. Uh, got it. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. Uh, you can DM us on social media. Whatever is easiest for you. And if we use your question. I will send you some Articulate Fly swag, and then we're going to enter a drawing for two days of fishing with Ellis and one night at the Rotago River Lodge. And uh, 
Ellis, before I let you go, you want to let folks know where they can find you uh, so they can book you and fish with you. And maybe since we started talking about uh, uh, spawners, uh, maybe give them the heads up that the bucktail season will start probably in late December, early January. Man. Yes. Uh, I was just thinking about that uh, earlier today. But yes. Um, websites, elliswardfishing.com. Instagram, you can find me at Ellis Ward Guides. Um, there's some YouTube stuff out there as well. And that will, I, I'm going to have Bucktail in, yeah, probably late November. And, and after last year, which was just a little tough for a couple different reasons, I'll be making a somewhat concerted effort to to up the the supply and have a couple other things in the works on the time material department so yeah th- this fall will be a busy time and uh you got any time nights coming up you want to let folks know about yes this thursday we are so it's, uh thursday august help me 17th <laughs> Thursday, August 17th at Yeehaw Brewing in downtown Johnson City. Um, and every two weeks after that, I, I'm going to try to do every two weeks in the, the summer and uh, really in, in mousing season, there may be some some days where we're pushing um, either to the next week or to the day before on Wednesday. But this week is 17th. and then. Um, every two weeks after that. So I'll, I'll be putting on, um, I'll be putting stories on Instagram and as YouTube starts to make sense, we'll be updating folks there, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's relatively informal. Um, we're, we're making it up as we go and we have a, a pretty good space and, um, been some good attendance and we've been tying everything from hoppers to drunken disorderlies and we'll keep going yeah well there you go well listen folks show it to yourself to get out there and catch a few tight lines everybody tight lines ellis appreciate it marv <laughs>